In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Last Sunday, we considered how the kingdom of God is like a vineyard. And we who are in the kingdom have been invited here by the Lord of the vineyard so that we might labor and work in his vineyard. In today's gospel text, this agricultural metaphor is slightly altered to highlight what is the chief work within the kingdom of God. And that chief work is the word of God. Now, it's interesting, in our Lord's explanation of this parable, that he does not identify the sower. We may assume that we know who the sower is, but our Lord never tells us. He tells us what the seed is, and he deals a lot with the seed falling onto different types of soil. But who is the sower? Is it every Christian within their own vocations? Is it parents with their children? Is it clergy in their congregation? Ultimately, the prophet Isaiah gives us the true answer to this question. It is God, the Holy Spirit, who is the true sower, working through men's voices to sow the seed of God's word. And it is the seed that, of course, is the primary focus of both our Lord's parable and his explanation of it. And this seed, when it leaves the hand of the sower, falls on various types of soil. And this interaction between the seed and the soil, it represents differing receptions of God's word. So first of all, you have the seed that fell upon the path. And before anything could happen, before it could take root, it was snatched up by the birds. And our Lord tells us that this represents those who hear the word of God, but before anything can happen with it, before faith can be worked in their heart, Satan comes and snatches the word away from them so they do not believe. Then there's the seed that fell upon the rocky soil. It takes root and starts to grow, but there's not much root there, and so it withers away. This, of course, represents those who hear the word and do receive it, even with joy, and yet, because they have no roots, they quickly fall away. There's also, of course, the seed that falls among the thorns. This represents those who hear the word, and it maybe even starts to take root and sprout, but very quickly, these people are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of this world, and so fall away as well. Finally, of course, is the good soil that soil that we all want to be, those who hear the word and receive it with an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. But I said this 
text deals with the chief work in the kingdom of God. So what is the chief work within the kingdom of God? Well, again, keeping with the agricultural metaphor, before one sows seed, the ground must be tilled. And so we can say that the chief work in the kingdom of God is to till the soil of your heart so as to become like the good soil, ready to receive the word of God and bear fruit with patience. For the soil that is not tilled will become like those others, the path, the rock, and the thorns. Now, seeing as you are here, and you come here regularly, I think it's safe to say that becoming like that first type of soil, like the seed that fell upon the path and was snatched away from, uh, from the people by Satan, I think it's safe to say that that is not really a threat to you. You're here. You've heard the word. The word undoubtedly has taken root in your heart. And so that's not really our concern at this moment. However, becoming like the rocky soil or the thorny ground, that, I'm afraid, is the real danger to us. In reflecting on the seed that fell on the rocky soil, the church father St. Cyril of Alexandria had this to say in his commentary on Luke. Let us consider those others of whom Christ said, and those upon the rock are they who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and they have no root. These believe for a while, and in time of temptation depart away. There are men whose faith has not been proved. They depend simply on words and do not apply their minds to examining the mystery. Their piety is sapless and without root. When they enter the churches, they feel pleasure often in seeing so many assembled. They joyfully receive instruction in the mysteries from him whose business it is to teach and laud him with praises. They do this without discretion or judgment, but with unpurified wills. When they go out of the churches, at once they forget the sacred doctrines and go about in their customary course, not having stored up within themselves anything for their future benefit. If the affairs of Christians go on peacefully and no trial disturbs them, even then they scarcely maintain the faith, and that, so to speak, in a confused and tottering state. When persecution troubles them, and the enemies of the truth attack the churches of the Savior, their heart does not love the battle, and their mind throws away the shield and flees. This is one of the chief dangers for the Christian. The danger that St. Cyril is identifying is to simply go through the motions and that's it. This 
is unfortunately all too common. To be in the pew, maybe even to be involved in the congregation, but not to let the word penetrate your heart. Lord, forgive us for the times when we have treated your word as an obligation to check off the to-do list and have failed to let your word take root in our heart. Then there's the thorny ground. Martin Luther has this to say in one of his sermons. The third class are those who hear and understand the word, but still it falls on the other side of the road among the pleasures and cares of this life, so that they also do nothing with the word. Therefore they do not earnestly give themselves to the word, but become indifferent and sink in the cares, riches, and pleasures of this life so that they are of no benefit to anyone. Therefore, they are like the seed that fell among the thorns. Although it is not rocky but good soil, not wayside but deeply plowed soil, yet the thorns will not let it spring up. They choke it. Thus, these have all in the word that is needed for their salvation, but they do not make any use of it, and they rot in this life in carnal pleasures. To these belong those who hear the word, but do not bring under subjection their flesh. They know their duty, but do not do it. They teach, but do not practice what they teach, and are this year as they were last. This is another one of the chief dangers for a Christian, indifference. And this, I'm afraid, is all too common as well. To hear the word regularly, to know it, even to study it, and yet your heart is drawn more to the things of this world than the things of God. Lord, forgive us for not becoming those who love your word above all and for becoming caught up in the pleasures of life which seek to choke us. My friends, the antidote to this dangerous poison of just going through the motions or this poison of indifference, the remedy to this sin is actually simpler than you might think. The remedy is not trying harder. It is not making more stronger resolutions so that by strength of will you will be able to accomplish what you want. The remedy is not punishing yourself for the inevitable failure. No, the key to becoming like the good soil, the chief labor in the kingdom of God is found in you listening, hearing, learning, marking, and digesting inwardly the word of Jesus. The word is independent of you, which is to say it is always there, whether you hear it or not, whether you love it or not. To you who might find yourself going through the motions, 
wake up. Hear the word. Stop merely going through the motions. Christ loves you. He forgives you. He offers you eternal life. He wants so much more for you. That you might grow, that you might be perfected in his image. He desires to create within you fruits of faith far greater than you could possibly imagine. And to you who love this world, wake up. Abandon your foolishness. Indifference to eternal matters will catch up with you eventually. Christ loves you. Christ forgives you. He offers you more than what you see in this world. His word and his word alone has the power to reawaken your heart toward your first love. My friends, the antidote to this dangerous poison of becoming like those who seeing do not see and hearing do not understand, the antidote is simple. Allow Christ's word to fill your heart. Here in his house, at home in private devotions, wherever you can get it, allow Christ's word to fill your heart. And if you catch yourself just simply going through the motions, stop, back up, do it again, engaging your mind, paying attention. Let his word become your delight. It's going to look different for each one of us, whether that's in song and poetry and study and discussion. Find that which stirs your delight and don't let the cares of this world take that delight away from you. The chief labor in the kingdom of God is the word of God. It is the word that does its work within you. It is the word that changes you. It is the word that grants you ears to hear and to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God so that you may bear fruit with patience unto eternal life. May God make it so in your heart and life for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.